Our scripture reading this morning, based, uh, which I based the sermon on, is found in Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. Then even ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cry, says, Cry, and I say, Why, What should I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fade. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get up, get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good news, lift up, lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs into his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are with young. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that provides comfort. Prepare us now as you speak through me in this message. Let the words of my mouth be your words and let our hearts be open to receive your truth in your scriptures. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So when you uh, receive news about something that makes you feel anxious or discouraged, uh, how does it make you feel? Are you, are you feeling uncomfortable? Are you uh, concerned that maybe you're, there's something that's going to be missing, something's going to be wrong? Um, hearing that maybe a good friend is going to be leaving, moving away, or receiving word that maybe the death of a, a loved one is causing you feelings of distress. Well, in our scripture today, we see... Uh, the story in Isaiah, he's talking about the, the people of Judah. They've been dealing with a lot of difficulty in their history and their, at their time. Um, the difficult news that they're dealing with today that we're reading about is that the rising world power of Babylon would destroy Jerusalem and then take them off into exile. So this is kind of the beginning of Isaiah foretelling that they will go into exile. Judah had just escaped a serious threatened attack and a serious decline in power would have been a relief to Judah. But right after that happened, we see now that this news that Judah would be conquered and carried off to Babylon. Yet God in his providence would comfort his people by reassuring them that he would meet their needs. Today, God wants you to be comforted by the truth that he will meet your needs no matter what is causing you to feel anxious or to feel discouraged. 
Listen closely as we learn together what it means that God is more than able to meet the needs of his people. The outline uh, on the back of your bulletin hopefully is helpful for some notes that you might want to take. Broken this up into four sections, uh, breaking it down into uh, the sections where God comforts his people and forgives his people. God's glory revealed, God's word stands forever, and God protects and cares for his people. As you might guess, some of you would have already studied Isaiah in the past, but just a little bit of background, the Babylonian captivity would be a hard time for the people. They would have been taken away from their homes into a foreign land in a, through the desert. They would no longer be able to worship God in the temple. Uh, they would become slaves to the Babylonians, and their freedom would be taken away. So what was the hope that they had there? What could they look forward to, and when would their captivity end? Well, the prophet Isaiah is looking ahead about 150 years to the time when the Babylonian captivity would come to an end, and then the words of God, words that God gives Isaiah here, are to bring comfort and hope to the people. Comfort, comfort my people, says God. God called the people of Judah his people, my people. Did they think that because of their sins that maybe he had forgotten about them, would stop loving them? If he had let them go into captivity, does that mean that he has forgotten them? That's not the case. God disciplined Judah because he loved them. But yet through this, he assures them that he is going to redeem them. They're his, and he is their God. So when Judah sees this, they are comforted. Or another way to consider comfort is to be strengthened. If you think about it, when you look at the root word comfort, uh, come is with, and then fort or forte is strength. So if I get this right, Joe, help me out here if I don't. Um, when you're talking about musical dynamics, forte is, in some sense, louder or stronger. So you want to be strong with the Lord. Our scripture reading today from uh, Psalm 23 talks about being comforted with a rod and a staff. If you think about it, a rod and a staff are not something like a blanket or a soft pillow. You know, it's something of strength. So we see that being comforted by God and what the comfort that God wants to provide for us is based on strength and his strength that we can turn to. He also says to speak tenderly to Jerusalem. He's encouraging Isaiah and the other prophets to speak tenderly, not be harsh with their judgment or comments, but again to show and express God's tender love and everlasting promises to his people. So when the hard things happen, it's easy to wonder if God still cares. But confidence remains as we remember his promises. Isaiah was to proclaim to Judah that God's promises of forgiveness. And God promises here three blessings of forgiveness. The first promise of blessing was that the captivity in Babylon would not last forever. Judah's sins had caused distress and trouble, which led to that captivity. But the hard service in Babylonia would be completed around 536 B.C. So that would end. There's, there's a starting and a stopping time for that. The second promise of blessing was that her sin had been paid for. It does not mean that because of the time they spent working that they paid for their sins during that long time of hard work as slaves. No matter how hard they worked, the debt of sin would not be paid by that work. 
God himself provided the payment for Judah's sin. Jesus Christ paid this debt by taking the sins of the whole world upon himself and then paying the full penalty of God's wrath and death. No human being could pay off their own debt of sin. Jesus paid it in full. As a cross stands in the center of all time, Jesus' payment of sin is for people throughout every age. So the third promise of blessing was that she had received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Although sin is the ultimate offense to to God, the forgiveness that he gives in return comes in double measure. God is extravagantly generous with his mercy towards us. He forgives and restores all those who come to him and gives strength and assurance to all who ask. So we see here that God's forgiveness provides strength and assurance or comfort. So when you are in a sin that uh, you continue to struggle with, how do you respond? Do you take it up with Christ and allow him then to uh, take it upon what he did on the cross and then seek his forgiveness? Do you sometimes get discouraged by the sin that continues to be repeated? I'd ask you to, to, to study his word, to pray, and to, to talk to God today so that you know that the comfort and strength comes from his forgiveness. Now as we continue on, we see a, a voice is calling the people to prepare for the way of the Lord. Once they were being freed from Babylon, they needed to go back home. But as you might guess, that way would be difficult and a challenging long road back to Jerusalem. How would they get through that journey? Well, of course, they'd have to depend on God as he comforts them, strengthens them with his promise that they will, he will be with them. But it's not going to be easy. <clears throat> so they continue to seek the Lord's guidance. They turn to him for direction, and they look to follow his guidance. As we see in John's uh, proclamation that we read today in Scripture, where uh, the uh, way is prepared and the straight highway is being made ready for the Lord, a smooth and level plain is being made ready again for the Lord, it was a discussion of then and future. Isaiah has many things in it that talks about what's happening to the people right then. It also then helps us prepare to look ahead to Christ as we, we study his word. We understand that the glory of the Lord is what, I, what John the Baptist really wants people to see. He wants people to be ready for Jesus to come. He wants the people of Israel to be ready for their Savior. But to do that, we have to understand what the glory of the Lord is. The glory of the Lord, based on a couple different passages, is looks like a consuming fire on the top of a mountain, as we read in Exodus 24. From Luke 2.9, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And in Matthew 17, in his transfiguration, we see that the Lord's face shone like the sun. And in Hebrews 1.3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. So that's just one of the ways that we can understand the glory of the Lord 
that John wants us to understand and to receive and to see. And we want to then have that confidence that the Lord then meets his people because of his presence, and his presence will be with them. So we see here that the Lord's presence provides safety and confidence. We can trust in the Lord. The scriptures say that he will do what he is, is preparing to do, what he has done already for us. We have confidence knowing that when Jesus comes, he will lead us to a new life. Have you repented and received the presence of God with you? Or is the road of your heart still littered with sin? It's all a heart situation. So we want to turn to God. We want to be, be restored to his presence and let his glory shine in us. As we continue through the, uh, the passage here in Isaiah, we see now that God compares the reliability of his word with people. How many of you can tell me, or can just think in your head, who was the uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner in 2000? Or for you sports fans, who played in the Super Bowl last year, let alone who was the, home, the entertainment? The point being, some people will remember those things. Uh, I did a little bit of research and looking at the, uh, the people of the year for Times Magazine. I was really surprised that I didn't know about half of the people if I went back beyond 1970. So it, the point is that things are temporary here on this world. Um, the, the illustration here where we see that the grass and flowers are, are just temporary, like people, we are temporary here. And the breath of the Lord, the wind, you know, if you think about the storms we've been dealing with here and the weather we deal with every year, um, in the summertime, after a spring of rain, your grass is nice and green, and then over the summer, it starts to wither. If it's really dry, sometimes it dies, sometimes it doesn't come back. We have snow, covers everything up, everything goes dormant. But yet... Those things are temporary. But as we see here in Scripture and as we understand in our, our readings, the Word of God stands forever. His Word is true. His Word is consistent and it never changes. And we see here that God's eternal Word then promises security for His people. We can hold into a lot of things. Our families are important to us. Our friendships are important to us, what we do for our vocation. The entertainment that we, you know, the people we look up to, whether they're uh, religious leaders, whether they're athletes, whether they're entertainers, those things are temporary. We cannot trust in them consistently forever because they will die with us. But God's word is consistent. It is always true. And knowing that he then is with us, why would we seek anything else for guidance and direction? So I'd encourage you to read your Bible each day, to, to get into God's word, Ask him for help. It may be a passage that doesn't seem to relate, but read your scripture and look where God is going to give you guidance and wisdom. Watch for his response because nothing is as dependable as the word of God. Now this last voice, this last thing that we're going to look at from Isaiah is where we see again a voice announcing good tidings to Zion. It's important that we proclaim the gospel. We proclaim the coming of our Savior. So we're called to go to the high mountaintop. We're called to shout fearlessly, in this case to Judah's towns, here is your God. 
We are called to go out and witness and to, to be God's hands and feet here in Champaign-Urbana and the community that we live in. And with that, then comes the sovereign Lord with power as he's accompanied by his reward. As a reward isn't necessarily what he gives us, but it's what we are to him. His reward is the people that he has called to, work, to walk with him, to serve him, to be his flock. As again, as the, the scripture readings we had today, as well as this passage, we see the illustration of God as the shepherd, the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd, protecting his flock, protecting his people, calling us to him, knowing our names, we know his name, wanting us to be part of his family and his flock. We see here, because of what we're reading and what we understand, we know that God is both powerful because of his strength and might, and personal because he calls each of us by name individually. It's not just your family, and it's not just anybody who's connected to you, but he talks to each of us individually. He wants you to have a relationship with him and his son Jesus. So how has God been both powerful and personal to you this week? So some applications that we can take here, and hopefully you will uh, be able to uh, remember and take home with you, that God's persevering love for his people endures forever. His discipline, though severe, does not negate the relationship that he wants with each of us. Will you seek his guidance and, and accept his discipline knowing that he does that in love for you. God speaks tenderly to us through the words of Isaiah. Do you see it that way? Do you see, even in the Old Testament, many times people think of the Old Testament as being more about preparing and being ready and, and being a little harsher and not so much about God's love, but we do see God's love in the words of Isaiah here. We also see that the gracious forgiveness of our God alone can bring comfort to us. That supplants the deserved punishment and suffering that usually should come our way. God has taken and allowed Jesus Christ to take our punishment for us that we deserve. It's also important to prepare morally and spiritually for the coming of the Lord. We need to prepare every day as if he's coming. We need to be ready to, to serve him and ready to uh, see the glory. Uh, it, would, it would be really sad if the glory of the Lord comes and we're busy because we didn't make time that particular day to, to be prepared. And as nothing compares to the durability and dependability of God's word. And when the foundations are crumbling all around, one thing we do have is that sure foundation in Jesus Christ. And God's word is the only sure place to stand. And then that anchor is the steadying force in that storm. So here is your God. This is a proclamation with great, great tidings. Isaiah has introduced the majesty of God that we can understand here, and we are called to, to serve him and look to him each and every day. So today, God wants you to know that no matter what causes you to feel anxious or discouraged, he's more than able to meet your needs. He's more than able to provide the comfort and strength that you need. God is able to meet the needs for you to have freedom from slavery to sin. He's able to meet the need you have for repentance and his presence. He's able to meet the need you have for security by giving you his word. Today, will you be personal with God and thank him for every need that he fills?
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you strengthen and comfort us in your presence, in your forgiveness, and in your word. We ask that you continue to work in our hearts to to accept and receive and acknowledge your, your goodness and glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.